Alrighty, alrighty, we're live. Uh, let me just open this document. Let me open a document. Let me just open a document. Alright everyone, good evening and welcome to another episode of The Bear and the Swan. This is a Bear and the Swan first. First. Because we are coming to you live from our car. Coming to you live from I-90 traffic in Chicago. And can I tell you why? Is anybody else feeling like they're busier than any other time of year right now? Like, Yeah, I it's just, the holidays, I homie. I mean, I know, but I'm saying I just feel like I don't have any time to do anything. Yeah, I was feeling like that a few weeks ago, I think. Like, around Thanksgiving time, I was definitely feeling that way. Hence why we have not had an episode of this podcast in over two weeks. Yay. And to all of you who have been hitting me up, because people have been hitting me up on Instagram, on Twitter, in the email, being like, where is the Bear and the Swan? I want to formally apologize. We. I'd like to take full responsibility, truly. Oh, okay. Get up. Go. I think it's totally my fault. But we had a discussion... And basically, we decided that we're going to be better about scheduling the podcast because something that was frustrating for me is John would be like, do you want to record a podcast episode tomorrow? It's a point of tension in our marriage. And I'd say, sure. And then we'd get to tomorrow and we'd be working all day, working all day. And then finally at like 6.30, John's like, uh, podcast? And I'm like, no, the last thing I want to do is podcast. Yeah, but for, from my perspective, it was very much like I felt like I was always having to nag her about can we record, can we record, can we record? And I didn't want to ask again, mm -hmm. again, and again, and again, and again. So the moral of the story was we had to have a sober conversation about it. We needed to communicate yeah, our we just expectations. Needed, we just needed to communicate our expectations and communicate our frustrations and then humbly apologize and move forward. Easy as pie. Marriage is easy. Marriage is so easy. Oh, fix it, Felix, marriage edition. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sweet Bear, are you ready to find out? what we are talking about today. I'm a little scared. All right. Today, you're going to love it. I feel like I'm screaming. No, well, it's just because <laughs> we're in the car and we're a little bit farther away from the microphone. There's yeah. competing cars with their horns and crazy drivers and semi-trucks. But today, you're going to love this. Okay, I'm ready. Today, we are talking about Christmas. I love Christmas! <laughs> Don't we know it. So, a little backstory, the plan for this episode... Jesus was born into uh, this world when Mary and Joseph... 2,000 years ago, a census was taken in the Middle East. No, a little backstory to this episode. Okay. I wanted to record this before Thanksgiving, and I wanted to do a holiday episode. Okay. Because, like, for a lot of people, Thanksgiving is really sort of the kickoff of the entire holiday season. Mm -hmm, of course, of course. And I wanted to get this recorded before Thanksgiving, but as we mentioned before, our lives were insane at that time and remain to be a little bit insane. Uh, but instead of doing a Thanksgiving and Christmas whole holiday episode, we're going to focus mainly on Christmas. However, what I would like to start with is sort of just a recap of our Thanksgiving. So could you sort of okay. give, a, give a recap of what we did for Thanksgiving, uh, what we usually do for Thanksgiving, all the things? Yeah. So usually we um, split Thanksgiving half and half, half with my family, half with John's family. We're very fortunate that our parents live super close to each other. So if you are like engaged or newly married or even just newly in a relationship, 
Splitting up holidays is one of the hardest things to do, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely, 100%. So that was obviously hard for us when we first got married. and Well, it depends on your circumstances, too. Yeah. But I think there are unique challenges with every circumstance. The specific circumstance we are in is both of our parents live in the same town. Yeah. Now, that might sound very, very easy to someone whose parents live across the country from one another. However, that means that every single family-oriented holiday, there is an expectation that we see them both. And we also want to see them both yeah. on those days. However, we cannot it's give just a day. Like Thanksgiving is just one day. Christmas we can break it up a little bit different because there's, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, whatever. But Thanksgiving is just one day. So that's so it makes it difficult because you can't spend a full day with either of them. Yeah. Uh, however, this was this is now like our fourth or so Thanksgiving. Whoa doing that mm -hmm. and I think we've hit a pretty good stride yeah. with it so how do we normally split it up so usually we do the um, beginning of the day at my parents house usually my parents are hosting Thanksgiving they did this year and they eat a little bit earlier and then we go can we talk about how many people were there uh, I think it was 40 if your jaw is hitting the floor right now yeah, mine was as well the first time I ever went to Sweet Bear's parents' house for any sort of holiday. There are so many people there. And I think we've talked about this before. Your family, all of them, and your extended, extended, pretty much all of them, except for a few, live in Chicago. Yeah. Whereas my extended family pretty much is all spread around the country. Mm -hmm. So holidays at my parents' house are very, very small. It's usually just six of us there. So we kind of have the two extremes yeah. with our two families in terms of size of the gathering. And Thanksgiving is no exception to mm -hmm. that. But Thanksgiving as normal, uh, Thanksgiving Day was good. It was fun. We felt a, I felt a little rushed this Thanksgiving. We did, yeah. M my family ate a little bit later than usual, so that just made us feel a little bit rushed. Like, we basically ate, and then we're like, okay, bye, and then went to your parents' house. Right. I more felt like I just felt rushed the whole day. Like, I didn't feel like I actually took time to appreciate and just enjoy Thanksgiving yeah. because we ha we had so much going on. I had a speaking engagement that weekend that I was going to Canada for. You had a wedding. Uh -huh. Like I feel like, and I feel like a lot of other people in our lives and in our families had other things going on that I feel like a lot of people, myself chief among them, were just like distracted yeah, this Thanksgiving. Also, it was our first, my first vegetarian Thanksgiving. Oh. And I did not prepare well <laughs> I like tried to find vegetarian because I was like oh I don't care about the turkey that's fine I know that like my family makes a vegetarian stuffing so that was fine but then I was like oh no the gravy because that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving is the gravy and I didn't want to obviously eat turkey juice so um the day before I'm like trying to find vegetarian Thanksgiving at the grocery store it's not working out and then you know Anyways, so I just feel like next year, if I still am a vegetarian, I need to do a little bit more prep. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same here. On so no, you ate, you ate. I did, but but I decided I don't think I want to because I'm gonna be real. I don't like turkey. Yeah. 
turkey is the worst part of the meal, of the meal at Thanksgiving. True. So why why would oh, I, I eat meat? I do miss the turkey skin. The turkey skin's good. Turkey skin's good. Turkey within, or like sausage within the stuffing is very good. But I don't really miss meat mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just need to create some options. So the day after Thanksgiving, we usually do a Friendsgiving where we yes. get a bunch of our friends together. We discovered it was the seventh year? Year seven this no, year? No, eight, I think. Or year eight. Seven, the seventh annual or eighth annual, this is something that we started, Sweet Bear, really, uh, and her siblings started back in college, and now we have done for... High school for me. High school, even, for you. Mm-hmm. And now we have done for eight straight years. It's a lot of fun. It was a bit smaller this year, but it was nice. It's just nice to get together and celebrate with, like, your second family. Yeah, honestly, if you don't... I feel like Friendsgivings are really popular now, but if you don't do it, I feel like it's such a good excuse, especially now because it's become a tradition with our friend group. It's, like, Friday night. The Friday after Thanksgiving is Friendsgiving, and nobody's going to schedule anything that day because they know it's Friendsgiving, and it's just a really nice time to, like, I don't know, collect... Collect? Connect. (laughs) Um you know, during a busy season. And we used to do like a full Thanksgiving spread and a full Thanksgiving meal. And it's just gotten smaller and smaller throughout the years. And now we literally just order pizza. It's super casual. Everybody wears sweatpants. And it's just, it's really fun. We play games. We laugh. I don't know. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. It's really, really great. Uh, Also, shout out to Ben Rector's song, Oh, old friends. It had us both crying. It really did. There's a new song on Ben Rector's album Magic called Old Friends. Go and listen to it right now and send it to every friend that you have known for more than 10 years. You will cry together listening to it. It really gives you all the feels. Yeah, it does. All right, so let's transition now. Let's okay. talk about Christmas. Thanksgiving is done. It is in the Christmas, past. We are here. Lights on the tree. Christmas, you watching it fall. Christmas, you should be with me. Christmas, okay, sweet bear, sweet bear. Sweet bear, when does your uh, Christmas album drop? Oh, Christmas album dropping next year. I didn't want to compete with John Legend this year because we're sort of, you know, similar followings. So um, And voice, I would say, and, and voice, vocal style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I decided to hold off for another year. <laughs> All right, so Christmas. I would love to start if you could give us your sort of holiday season soapbox that you give when people want to come at you for listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving, Uh decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Uh So when do we start officially celebrating Christmas and give us sort of your philosophy and reason behind it? Okay, so I have a lot to say here. First of all, (laughs) I listen to Christmas music all year round and Okay, on the whole, I don't get why people get so upset. I am just being me. I'm just making myself happy by listening to Christmas music, decorating a little bit early. Like, why does it bother you? Who cares? It doesn't affect you and your life. Now, if John had a qualm with it and he lived in the same place as me, he does live in the same place, but like... If, if, (laughs) if we lived in the same house. You know, if John had an issue with it, like, that's his home we're decorating. So, like, okay, I could understand if we wanted to have a conversation about it. I just don't get why people get so mad. I just, I think, whatever, it's, I'm doing me, you do you. So that's my first thought about it. My second thought is, there's so much crap, and I would use a more harsh word, but I'm not going to do it on the podcast, that is going on in our world right now. And it's, why wouldn't I like to brighten up 
my day-to-day a little bit by decorating early. That's how I feel. Why can't I start spreading Christmas cheer earlier than after Thanksgiving? Why does it matter? Why can't I do it? Thirdly, (laughs) this is my essay. All in all, thirdly... Is thirdly a word? Did you use all in all in le- at every, at every conclusion? Every single essay. That is the worst <laughs> phrase I ever mean, to I use. Mean. That's almost as bad as in conclusion. Anyways, thirdly, um, I think that the Christmas season is too short. I want to extend the holiday season. For me, it's Thanksgiving is part of the holiday season. This is my favorite part of this. This is what really hooked me. And so because of that, I start celebrating Christmas the day after Halloween because to me, it's all the holiday season. It goes Thanksgiving, right into Christmas, into New Year's, and it's all one big season, and I love celebrating it all together. So that's another reason why I just think it's okay to start after Halloween. And that's just what's right for me. What's right for you? You know, I'm going to let you be you. I'm not going to judge you, okay? Okay, okay. And also, Oh, gosh, also, more. <laughs> I just think that the holiday season is so busy. It's so um, consumer-driven. It's really become, you know, a lot about presents and things like that. And I have really tried in the past couple years... I feel like extending that holiday season a little bit allows me a bit more time to really appreciate the season for what it's worth. To be able to get dinner with friends, you know, connect with people we haven't talked to in a while, really take my time shopping for the perfect gift for my family, not necessarily the most expensive, but really putting some time and thought into it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if you start after Thanksgiving, which is okay if that's what you want to do, but it just goes by so quick and I find myself a bit more stressed. There you go, friends. There's the case. One thing, and this is- That was really jumbled. No, that was great. That was great. I want, that's exactly what I was asking for. That's exactly what I wanted. So- With that, this is sort of, I want to go somewhere else real quick and just drop something in and then we're going to get back to the specific Christmas conversation. One thing, a little hack for you, and a lot of people I think who follow us know this, but one thing that we do when we say we listen to Christmas music year round, really specifically what we mean is every time where we're having a a cleaning house day, Mm -hmm. where we're just around, we're going to do a deep, deep clean, even if it's in the middle of July, we listen to Christmas music during that. Why, do you ask? Because Christmas music makes absolutely everything better. That is a hack for your life, and you will enjoy it, even if it's the middle of April. Don't at me on that. All right, wanted to drop that in. Now, back. Okay. So uh, my first kind of question where I want to start is, what was your favorite part of Christmas as a kid? And has it changed to what your favorite part of Christmas is now, but first focusing on when you were a kid, what was your favorite part? Well, definitely coming down in the morning and seeing all the presents under the tree. And one, because I like presents, but two, because, <laughs> you know, that magical feeling. Mm. And my parents, my mom specifically, always did such an amazing job with gifts and making it feel super special. Like Christmas morning is definitely and still is my favorite part of Christmas. Um, and then other than that, it was just an excuse, I think when I was little to see my cousins a lot Mm. because I was super close with my cousins and I loved them. And it was like, you know, you got to see them so many times, I feel. Yeah. I think for me, my favorite thing about Christmas as a kid was 
just the traditions Mm -hmm. and any tradition. I was highly committed to our family traditions as a kid, which actually meant that we never traveled for Christmas. We never went to any other like family's house. I would not allow us to deviate from what we normally did because I loved the, just the tradition and the routine of Christmas every single year. And I wonder if perhaps that's why Christmas has been a little bit more just of, I don't want to say a struggle, but just a little bit less magical for me in recent years because we're in sort of this season of life where Christmas doesn't really ever look the same for us, yeah. you know, cause when you, when you are a kid or when you have kids, you sort of get into this holiday routine, I suppose. But when you're like us and you don't necessarily have kids and sometimes, you know, you're moving around, you're living in different places, it, you don't really snap into a holiday routine, or at least it takes a couple years. And maybe because we don't have those like exact established traditions. And part of that is because now I work more around Christmas and I'm always at a different church on Christmas Eve. There's been a bit, I'll admit, there's been a piece of me in the last several years where I have not enjoyed Christmas as much. And I wonder if it's because I'm actually longing for those traditions. They don't have to be the same ones. I'm just longing for new traditions you know of what? our own. I think too, um, to piggyback off of that, I feel like we have been great about creating our little family uh-huh. traditions yeah. because we're still so immersed in both of our families with our parents and our siblings, which is amazing. And I love it and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but we haven't really had, you know, we've never had just a Christmas morning with us as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, we always do it with my siblings and my parents, which Obviously, I'm going to do that, but we just we haven't really created a ton of just our little family traditions, and I think that might be why. And maybe this year we should start some. Yeah, I think that. Well, we're already trying to. So one thing that we're doing this Christmas season that was Sweet Bear's idea. She said, "I want to in December at least once a week do something sort of special and Christmassy, even if it's just." getting in our Christmas jammies and watching a Christmas movie together. Mm-hmm. It's set aside Christmas time, Yeah, you know? And, you know, for week one, we got in our Christmas jammies. We watched Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. Highly recommend it, by Highly the way. recommend. And we decorated our tree, you know? Last night didn't really count. We watched, yeah, no, we we watched Princess that. Switch last night, which don't as highly recommend, but still, still if you're fun. looking for holiday feels, it's still fun. Um... Yeah, but that was like the first thing we did. And I think I think that's a great thing to sort of start. And you just, it's funny. I, I actually talked about this in a message that I gave at our church's youth ministry last week. I talked about how when you're a kid, Christmas is so magical, but you don't have to do any of the work to make it that way. Yeah. Whereas when you're an adult, you actually have to be intentional Not about just creating magic out of nothing, but you have to be intentional about putting yourself in circumstances and in experiences and creating experiences where the magic of Christmas sort of begins to show up, Mm -hmm. right? You have to do, you hate when I do that. You hate when I go, right? Right. Um, but you, you, you have a little bit more responsibility for creating that magic, uh, both for yourself and for your family and for other people. And so I think maybe that's just something that I'm learning as an adult. Welcome to adulthood, John. All right. Next question. 
favorite Christmas movie? Go. Of course, the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Give, make the case. Tim Allen. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> no, um, I just love the Santa Claus so much. I don't know why. It always really got me. Like growing up, I just always wanted to watch the Santa Claus. I think it's like a classic, perfect Christmas movie. I think Tim Allen's an amazing Santa. I had a crush on Bernard when I was little. Okay, I'll admit it. <laughs> And yeah, oh and Charlie's so gosh. cute in the first movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so yeah, mm-hmm. love it. Do you want to have a um, movie line off? No. Of who can say the most lines from the Santa Claus? No, because you would win. I probably would. Papa Gijo. Papa Gijo. Elves with attitude. You also had a I also crush had a on crush that. on that. You just yeah. so we're to understand that you. Sort of had a thing for elves? Yeah, for sure. I guess short guys, which I, I really married. Bernard was <laughs> not short, although he was head elf. He was head elf, so it might be a little different. Did you ever notice that Bernard did not look like any of the other elves? Yes. Like, he did not look like Judy at all. No. And Judy was great at making hot chocolate. Amazing. 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 <laughs> Amazing. I always... That secret recipe. Okay, do you want to know what I would do when I was growing up? I mean, in high school, I would... <laughs> play sick I would pretend I was sick that day or basically just let my tell my mom and make her let me stay home from school I'd watch the Santa Claus with chocolate milk from Oberweiss and a sugar cookie from Potbelly oh come on an amazing combination right there wow that's good stuff for me people are gonna at me on this what is it it's Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Oh, it's Jim no, Carrey's great. Grinch. Not that I and and here's the thing, people are so binary about this. People are like if you like Jim Carrey's Grinch, that means you hate the original and you think the cartoon is garbage. No, I love the original. I think the cartoon's amazing. I watch it every single year. However, Jim Carrey as The Grinch, there there is I have more lines Talk from that movie. movie. Oh my gosh. Holiday Hobie Waddy. Max, bring me my cloak. What about one uh, man's toxic <laughs> sludge is another man's potpourri. What about uh, dinner with myself? Dinner, <laughs> six o'clock. Dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Or mine and shouts to Neil Starkenberg's favorite, Cindy Lou. What are you doing up there? <laughs> So well, good. I just definitely peaked the mic on that one. Okay. Anyway, love it, love it, love it. Love How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Probably my favorite Christmas story. That's a great one. However, I'm going to do a deep cut here. Uh-oh. And there's only going to be a few people who get this. Is it me? And so, I don't know if you will. My sister definitely will. If you are out there and you watched A Puzzle Place Christmas what? when you were a kid... <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a deep cut. Did you never watch The Puzzle Place as a kid? The Puzzle Place, The Puzzle Place. We're going to The Puzzle Place. You never you never no, watched it? Never. Oh my gosh. So, The Puzzle Place, it was a TV show for kids and they had a Christmas special. And in the Christmas special, it, and this was like progressive for the day. This was the early 90s. They highlighted in their Christmas special, Christmas. Then they did like a, a like Latino Feliz Navidad section. Then they did a Hanukkah and Kwanzaa session. What? Yeah. Red cups? Are you kidding me? Red cups. 
Come on, John. Red cups? Yeah, Starbucks. The whole thing. Oh, that was a... That was... I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to make that connection. No, no, no. But anyway, for those of you who are out there who ever watched a Puzzle puzzle Place Christmas, you are my people. Can I also make a note? One of my favorite things is when you're watching a show, any time of year, you're in a show, and all of a sudden the Christmas episode comes along. Oh... Like you're Netflixing a show. Yeah, you're binging a show, and then all of a sudden, it's in the middle the of May, it's the Christmas episode. Oh, that's the best. Big fan. All right, next question. Favorite Christmas song? Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Whose version? Judy. Judy, baby. baby. What Judy. movie is that from? Uh, it's from, oh, what's it called? John, help me, please. First musical I was ever in. Please, It's a Wonderful Life. Nope, no, she was uh, not in that movie. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, what was it? It is not a Christmas movie. But what is it? Meet Me in St. Louis. Louis. Yes. So funny, because that is, I think that's a lot of people's favorite version of that song. Yeah. And it's funny because Meet Me in St. Louis is not a Christmas movie. At least I don't consider it to be a Christmas movie. uh, Like 15 minutes of it take place on Christmas. The most important 15 minutes. But um, for me, it is... Happy Ho Ho Ho, yeah. Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> no one ever plays it. No one ever listens to it. I love Happy Ho Ho Ho. That and Little Drummer Boy. Pers- I like the Little Drummer Boy. Uh, not anyone's specific version. I just like the story of a little of a Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that was like from Mary's perspective, and she's like, gave birth five minutes ago. All these people showing up with gifts. And boy plays drums right in my face. Thanks, guys. Or something like that. Like, could you imagine? That is funny, although I do love the moral of that story. You know, the kid, he didn't have anything, he didn't have any material to bring to Jesus. He had no money. He just had oh, no. creativity. Oh, God. He had talent. Something but he else. gave that. He gave that to the Lord. Okay. That's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen, church. All right. Oh, so no. <laughs> next question is favorite Christmas treat. Tree? Treat. Oh, treat. Yeah, you like a spruce <laughs> or? <laughs> um, treat. Hmm. hmm. That's a great question. Well, I love, this is like a really lame answer, but you know I love those um, little cookies. Peanut butter blossom cookies? No, I do love those. But the oh, little cookies with the, the pictures frozen on them? cookies. Yeah, what are they? Pillsbury? Like, the Pillsbury frozen sugar cookies. They're not frozen, but yeah. Well, refrigerated. Refrigerated, sorry. So yeah, sorry. How dare you? Uh, with like a snowman on yeah, it. Or and they we have, have ones them for with reindeer yeah, on them. I just, those, I don't know what it is. You eat them raw. Yeah, nostalgic. Right you there. eat them without cooking them. But I don't know what my favorite. Specifically Christmas yeah. treat. Hmm, that's a great question. I don't know. Mine are probably my my mom's peanut, peanut butter, butter blossom, blossom cookies. cookies. Are really good because she would true. only make those around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are so good. Um, all right, so now we've talked about our favorite things. We, we really is there anything that annoys you or frustrates you about the holiday season, other than the fact that people get on you about celebrating it too early? That's a great question. That's why I asked it. Um, this is like very random, but I hate when people get really, I don't know how to word this in a good way, but 
I like, I guess it's more what I like. I like that my family has become so open to other people celebrating Christmas with us. Mm. And I really don't like it when people get super protective over it's just family. Because I think in my life, there are friends that are family to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are friends that I want to see on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, and so we've kind of created a tradition of going to, we always go see a movie on Christmas night. And we usually invite friends and we try to meet people there. You know, I don't know. I just... I don't like it when it's just... You don't like it when it's super exclusive to anyone who doesn't share a bloodline with you. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope to never be like that with, you know, when when the time comes where we have a house and we're hosting Christmas Day. I always want to extend the invite to friends and people that aren't just blood-related. And there's also people who do not necessarily have a big family to yeah, hang out exactly. with on Christmas. Or their family lives far away and they're not able they're to not make able it to there. Home, you you know. know, like, I mean, there are friends that we have in the city who I was talking to this week where, like, he has to work on Christmas yeah. and she's going to be traveling, so he's going to, like, work and then go home and sleep. And it's like, no, come come hang out, you yeah. know? Come to our family's house, you know? Um, what movie is it? No one should be alone on Christmas. The Grinch. The, the, the. I'm trying to think of something that annoys me. Um, Maybe... I have another thing. Oh, go. Um, I was really trying to get... So usually on Christmas Eve with my my mom's side of the family, they always make a really wonderful dinner. um, Like, uh, what's it called? What's the meat called, John? What? They make crab legs and they make... You weren't listening to me. You were texting. How rude. No, they make... um, Oh, gosh. What is it called? It's not a pot roast, but it's like roast no. beef. No. No, um, it's not. Oh, my gosh. I hate everything. <laughs> what Why is it? Why can I think of it? It's beef. Beef. Not stroganoff. No. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. Everybody's I screaming at us right now. I hate myself. Anyways, it's like a pot roast or like a beef London broil or Just something. Just keep going. Okay. So we make that and we make crab legs and all these like delicious sides and everything like that but every year everyone gets so stressed about the meal everyone's focused on the meal this year I'm like why don't we just order pizza so that bothers me when people are so like I'm like no one cares that much about the food like let's just not stress ourselves out over this let's just focus on being together and having a good time and not having to like slave over a meal that's delicious but unnecessary yeah yeah still bothering you. It's still bugging me. What is it? Not filet mignon. No. Um, it's not beef sirloin. No. Uh, well, it will come to me. It is literally eating me from the inside. Okay, I'll think of it. You answer. I don't know if I... This is what annoys me about Christmas, that I can't remember this. Okay. Ugh. So I think this is super specific, but this is something that... I thought of it. Oh, gosh, go. Beef tenderloin. Tenderloin! (laughs) Oh, those tenderloins of the cow. Wow, we will not be having that this year. No, we will Especially when you refer to it as tenderloins of a cow. Okay, all right, moving on. Anyway, oh, gosh, wow. Anyway, so this is super specific. Okay. But one thing that bugs me is when any, anybody will say guys come on it's Christmas oh 
okay. As though I'm not allowed to have a moment of sadness or I'm not allowed to have a moment of quiet or even a moment of just like, I'm bored, I want to sit on the couch or look at my phone for a second. Uh-huh. They're like, come on guys, it's Christmas. Okay. I'm like, no, don't say that to me. Don't say that to me. Like, yes, I want to celebrate, but like that doesn't mean I can't That's a whatever. That's weird one. I told you that I couldn't think of something and it was specific. It was vulnerable of me to even share it. And then you hated on me for it. I think if John had his way, he'd prefer we all eat a really big meal, lay around and watch, no, play uh, NBA 2K on Christmas. (laughs) Well, that is exactly what my Christmas days looked like growing up. It was open the (laughs) presents, eat meals, and then go play video games for the rest of the day. So that's what him and my brothers do. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to talk about the ghost of Christmas future. Oh, no. Today's episode of The Bear and the Swan is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors, too. Sponsors like Anchor. So you can get paid to podcast. But best Best of all, Sweet Bear and I use Anchor for this very podcast. I've tried other podcast hosting platforms in the past, and most of them are just way too complicated, especially for people like us who are not full-time podcasters. You need something easier, and I can truly say that Anchor is without a doubt the most simple, most intuitive solution to your podcasting needs. It's almost like they do everything for you. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get back to listening to mine. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Bear and the Swan. So we've spent a lot of time talking about Christmas past, Christmas present, and now we're going to talk about Christmas yet to come. Not after we die, like it is for Ebenezer Scrooge, but what I want to talk about is what do we hope or what do we plan on Christmas looking like in the future when we have kids and we want to create some Christmas magic for them, what are some traditions, what are some things that you want to do? That is a great question. Man, wow. look at me with the great questions great this episode. Great question. Um, first of all, I want to make Christmas as magical for my kids as my parents made it for me growing up. And, that, you know, I'm not exactly sure what that looks like, but I think it definitely means being super intentional about creating those magic moments for my kids. And, you know, I already make a huge deal of the Christmas season, so I just want to continue to do that when I have kids, get them really involved in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is... Um, and this might go into a pet peeve of mine as well, but I definitely want there to be um, definitely a time of giving back at Christmas. My pet peeve here comes when people do this with their kids around Christmas, but they don't do anything with them throughout the rest of the year to give back to the community in any way. And so... Or just people in general, not even with their kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they, you know, and I think it's so great. Christmas is such a great excuse to give back, to go above and beyond in our giving. 
Um, but I not only want to do that with my kids at Christmas, I want to do it with them throughout the year as well. So it's not just like, well, now it's Christmas. You know, we should feel good about ourselves and do something nice. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> no, shots fired. I'm not talking about anybody specifically. No, I'm saying not. I don't want that to be my story with my kids. Right, right. Absolutely. How would you like to deal with the topic of gifts? Because some parents are very, very particular with the amount of gifts they get their kids or like how, how do you want to deal with that? Um, I don't know that I really decided. Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm definitely a gift giver. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things to do, not just at Christmas, at birthdays, or even if like there's nothing to celebrate and I see something in the store, I'm like, you know who would love that? Like I love just getting gifts Mm -hmm. for people. And so I think I'm going to have to strike a nice balance between using that that gift of mine of giving gifts and not spoiling or going too overboard. Yeah. I think one thing outside of the realm of gifts that I can I already know that I that we're going to seek to do around Christmas is like you talked about before, not just limit it to people who share our last name. Mm-hmm. You know, 100%. but invite other people over, invite friends over, invite our kids friends over mm-hmm. on Christmas to have family like family outside of just blood you know there and involved with us on Christmas I think that's that's really important yeah I think that that's very important and yeah I want I don't know I want I just want my kids to be involved in like getting gifts for you and getting gifts for their grandparents and I want them to be able to pick stuff out and to really dream about what they're going to get them and you know, I think it's a good opportunity to teach them about budgeting and how far your money can go and if you get this or that. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I've been thinking a little bit about just, like, possible traditions that we could sort of create as a family. And I, I do think for us, maybe one of them will definitely surround movies. But I think what would be really fun, especially when our kids are young is to introduce a new Christmas movie to them every year that they haven't yet seen. That's fine. You know, like, especially because by the time we have kids, there's going to be even more Christmas movies that have come out. And so, you know, one year to be like, hey, none of you have ever seen the Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, let's watch that one. And the next year, it's like, none of you, and not that we would deprive them of it, like, no, you can't watch (laughs) that. that. That's on the docket for two (laughs) years from now. You know, but I feel like I binged all the Christmas movies that I could ever watch and then I never had the experience of seeing them for the first time again you know I thought of something else oh yeah and my mom kind of did this growing up um I don't know if she even meant to but she would usually give us one gift that was for all three of her kids that was Mm. an experience so one year it was like the first year Wicked was in town and she got us tickets to see Wicked and so that was always really fun when it's like a gift for everybody and it's an experience gift and does that experience happen immediately like right around the Christmas season or it's like we got you something for this summer yeah it's like I think maybe one time it was like we're going to Disney or something like that like Uh you know we're taking a trip Um, I think that's a fun time to like announce it (laughs) or give it as a gift right? and then it's something to look forward to and it's also like something for the whole family to Mm -hmm. experience together because you're a huge 
experience over gifts person. Oh, absolutely. I love experiences as gifts. I would n- nine times out of ten yeah. prefer it, actually. Unless it was something bowls related and then he would want <laughs> but even then I would want the tickets <laughs> material gift and the tickets so. yeah absolutely absolutely all right sweeper our final question and this is a tough question okay but it's a question that is asked all the time what does Christmas mean to you well first and foremost Christmas is a time to celebrate the fact that Jesus was born into the world. And I think we talk so much about Easter and we really focus Easter on Jesus, but in order for Easter to happen, God sent Jesus Mm -hmm. and he sent him in such a unique and special way. And so I think first and foremost, Christmas is about that. And I think a lot of people might look at the way I celebrate Christmas and be like, you're missing the reason for the season. And it's like, no, I know exactly what I'm celebrating. And because Jesus was born into this world surrounding Christmas, I am also able to celebrate with my family. I am also able to open up my home and, you know, use my gifts of hospitality. I am blessed with means so that I can buy gifts for people who mean something to me. And I think it all, like the reason I'm able to do that and the reason that I'm able to celebrate Christmas is because Jesus was born. Mm. And it's all something I used to have in my bio when I was younger. It's all, all foreign because of him. And that's really how I feel about Christmas. And I just... I'm, I'm so grateful that God would send his son in such a way and also grateful that God would make it so that we could celebrate Christmas and we have something every year where we get to celebrate with our family around a table and remember, you know, what God did for us by, you know, giving his son to us. Mm-hmm. So that was not as well-spoken as John would have said it. No but... way, pastor. Way to go. <laughs> Say it, pastor. I'm a pastor. Say it, pastor. I'm a pastor. Um, I think for me, this is a question that I have been asking way more critically in recent years as I, as I'm becoming more and more, uh, close to being an adult. Um, no, I do not consider myself to be an adult quite yet. No, not fully. Um, but it is a question that I'm asking a bit more critically because I used to, I don't know, I used to sort of gloss over that question and tell myself, oh, I, I know, I know what the meaning of Christmas is. Um, but something and I'm actually going to be talking about this at church next week, so shouts to all my Soul City friends out there. Uh, this is a little teaser for next Sunday's sermon. I am beginning to see Christmas as this, as the potential for like a season of change. Mm. So often about when it comes to Christmas, like I even said on this very podcast, we think about Christmas as it's about the traditions. And as much as I love traditions, you can get to the point where, Christmas just kind of feels like the same thing over and over and over again. It feels like a season of same when in fact, if we think about the first Christmas, it was this long anticipated change, you know, Jesus, the the coming of Jesus for the Jewish people, it was foretold for thousands of years. It was something that was foretold this coming Messiah who was going to save the people from their sins and liberate the people of Israel. And so that first Christmas when Jesus came, that meant that like everything would be different from that point forward. And I think there's, we, we have taken that sort of 
things are about to change and we've assigned it to New Year's with, and we've cheapened it with resolutions. Mm -hmm. What am I gonna do for the next 12 months? When in fact, Christmas, at, I think at its heart, is a season of change. It, it's an opportunity for us to look at our lives and to say, what change do I want to allow God to make in my life this year and that and, and in in the coming year? And I, I don't I don't know. As you can see, that's not a fully formulated thought yet, but I do think that there is something to be said about the possibility of change at Christmas and to use Christmas as a catalyst for change in our lives. All right, we finally arrived at where we're going. We have a little double date going on. But, Sweeper, before we go, we have to say one nice thing about each other. I will start. I'm going to be very superficial. You look very pretty for our date. Oh, thank you, babe. Um, okay, let me think. Let's see. Um, okay, so John, without going into too much of detail, has had, I'd say, a little bit of a rough season. My um, life sucks. <laughs> no, he's just... I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed. <laughs> you know, questioning some things, uh, feeling a little bit uneasy about certain things. And I, I know a lot of people who would take this season and, you know, be negative all the time, be depressed all the time. Well, we definitely have moments of that. You're taking it in stride. And I'm really proud of the way that you're handling this tough season. Thanks, sweet man. That means a lot. That's way less superficial than mine. Unbelievable. Um... Thank you all for listening. I hope you'll subscribe. I hope, I you'll hope we don't take 100 years to record another episode We again. will not. We will not. We are back. We are back. At least one a week. We made a promise yeah, to each other, did. and we just made a promise to all of you. One a week. Make sure to subscribe, download, rate, review with those five stars, and... Say something nice. The first one in the car is done. Got it.